Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
we should put our hands together for that one more time. These songs make you feel like you've gone to church. Hallelujah. Let's pray over the offering. Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to give to your work, to support your work, to pay for missionaries and pastors and church buildings and so many more. We pray that, Lord, our sources of income will never dry out. We pray that may we be favored and may the supplies of heaven always locate our homes. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Are you ready for the word of God? Let me share scripture with you. 1 Timothy 2.11 at Thessalonians, reading from the NLT, says that, Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. Hallelujah. You accepted what we said as the very word of God itself. You know, when preaching comes, you can accept it in two ways. As God speaking to you, amen, or as a human idea. Then Paul is saying that, and this word continues to work in you who believe. So the word will work in your life if you believe it. Are you with me? And it's not worth driving two hours to church to just come and watch a show and go home. Something should change in your life. And we have no other person than our one and only Reverend Dr. Osei to share the word of God with us. Hallelujah. A pastor who is a pastor of the body and of the soul. Two combinations, you can't beat that. <laughs> Amen. Oh, come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. When on the cross you made history. What love? Lord, you died for me forever. My praise will go to the yeah. oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you for choosing me. Yes, Lord. To be a child and bear your name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the helper and the teacher. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you grateful to God for loving you? 
Are you grateful to God for choosing you? I said, are you grateful to God for loving you? Are you grateful to God for choosing you? Yeah, God has been good to us. And we are grateful. Father, we thank you that you have been grateful to us. You have favored us and you have chosen us. You have blessed us. And we are grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Hallelujah. Well, it's happy to be back in this pulpit. Hallelujah. I've been away for a couple of, this, not that long though. Not that long, but you look, you look very healthy. It means I left you in charge of a healthy shepherd. A capable shepherd. Who gave you a good diet. You look all very healthy. At least, it gives me confidence to travel more and more. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, I was on a mission, so I had to go and do some church mission in Haiti. So, yeah. It's a blessing. Amen. By the way, you know, I have always wondered about the physiology of it. You see, I'm just saying, when it is hot, we keep on doing this. And I've wondered that what are the energy you generate in your body make you hotter. Because as you do this, you are exercising, you know? So I've wondered whether, whether, it will be, whether you will be better just sitting down quietly than... Because, whether you, because when you do this, you are generating more energy, man, isn't it? So I wonder whether you are actually cooler by it. Apart from the psychological effects. I've always thought about it. Because when you do this, you are generating heat. You understand? But do as you please. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because psychology is also part of medicine. That is why some people are giving, some people, no matter what you do, unless you give them an injection, they don't feel better. Give them the most powerful pill. No, 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 no. But if you put water, water in a syringe and give it to them, they feel better. <laughs> so, so if the motion of doing this makes you feel that you are cooling, but I don't think physiologically you are getting cooler. Because you are circulating hot air and you are generating a lot of muscle activity. But do as you please. And then uh, obviously the weather is hot, so dress down has begun. So from now till feel free. From now but let it be, let, let all things be done with decency. And moderation. Dress down, okay? So dress down as comfortable as you can in a Christian manner. Hallelujah. Being aware that not all men have faith. Okay? Bible says not all men have faith. So don't tempt brothers who are trying to steer away. <laughs> Some brothers are trying to walk in the faith. Don't bring them back. So come decently dressed. It's a good message. Before they backslide into other things. They came to worship God. Hallelujah. Especially the choristers. Because you stand on stage. So we came to lift our hand to Yahweh. Not to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. So. I'm saying that because you stand on stage. Hallelujah. 
but dress down, feel free. Actually, see, the church is not even about clothing. All year round, just wear whatever you want to wear. It's not a big deal. Uh, you can wear t-shirts and come to church. There's nothing like... Now, don't, 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 don't let us get into what to wear and what not to wear. The church is about whatever you want to wear. If you decide to wear three-piece next week, wear it and come. It's up to you. Hallelujah. But we are blessed. Amen. This season, we are going to preach about the main thing. Hallelujah. And we're going to talk about how to preach salvation. And I'm saying the main thing because salvation is the main thing. And you know, the Bible says the people in Berea, they were no noble-minded. In that when they came to church and heard Apostle Paul preach, when they went back, they searched to see that it was true. So a good Christian is the one who comes to church, hears the message, goes back home, read it, and do his own research to confirm it. Amen. That is why in QFC, in, our, in the UD, everything that our bishop is preaching is written down. Are you hearing me? And it's written down for you also to go and read. And the last time I checked, the worst students in every class are the ones who don't buy the textbook. <laughs> Michelle, am I seeing the truth? They are the worst student in every class. You come to school, no pen, no book. They are the worst students. Yeah. So, if you don't want to be a worst Christian, and you want to get well-versed in the scriptures, and ability to share, then you must own one of these books. So, yes. If you have the Macarius set, it's already in there. But if you don't have the Macarius if you, it's Macarius 60, not Macarius 40. 60, you have it already. But if you don't have 60, yeah, look at the mother coming to church with a baby. So nice. I love it. You know, when I see young women carrying babies, it looks so nice. Especially baby girls. <laughs> uh, hey, Charlie. Hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pleasant. So please, if you need a copy right now, how much you wrote up? $25. This big, I mean, it's such a big book for $25. That's very cheap. So please, everybody, look, it's not profit. It is the word we are selling story. We want to be a good Christian. Hallelujah. I mean, the market value of this book could be more than $25. Look at even the number of pages. I mean, just, just, just go by the pages. If you, if you were to use it, as paper, and you are tearing. Look at the number of pages you will tear. Please, quickly. Hallelujah. It's very important. Oh, I have the iPhone. There's no iPhone. I also have the iPhone. Hard, hold, hard copy. Because corrupted on the by computer. So please, quickly. I want everybody to get this. This is a mega church. One thing about our bishop is that he has no right book for the books are not written for profit at all. No, no writer will write something and sell it for twenty five. Be honest with you, no author will write something and sell it for twenty five dollars. No, 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 for money. No, no, no. Please. Nah. This is for the children, for us to read to understand, so we we can preach salvation well. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, I'm still waiting. The box must be empty. When the box is empty, then I start preaching. She's carrying the box, and I'll make sure that the box is empty. Hallelujah. What love. The Father has loved on us. We good? Wonderful. Put your hands together for yourself. You've done well. But the rest of you, those of you who don't have, after church, still place an order. Because I want everybody to get it. Everybody. Hallelujah. You know, why am I saying that? Why do I say that this is the main thing? I just want to share with you. You know, salvation. You know, this is the main thing. And we have to be very careful about the main thing. Like I said, again, how many, please preach with me, how many here have been admitted to a hospital before? Admit it. I'm not, I'm not talking about in and out. You slept overnight. Admit it. Very good. Yes, Mrs. Aqua. When you went to the hospital and you were admitted, did they give you food? They gave you food? They gave you food. Did they give you a bed to sleep on? They gave you a bed to sleep on. Was there television in the room? There was TV in the room. Did somebody come and clean the room? Came to clean the room? Change the sheet? They did all that for you? Wow. So, was that why you went to the hospital? Was that the reason why you went? But let me ask you, did it help your stay? Somebody should have given you a microphone. Did it help your stay? Yes, it did. Especially. So it did help your stay. But was that why you went there? Help. But was that the reason you went to the hospital? So, if I recommend a hospital to you that has very nice food, um, gourmet food, whatever food you like, seafood, gourmet, I don't know what your favorite food is, but whatever it is. <laughs> your husband is say Aponchenkakra. I don't know what. <laughs> yes. According to your husband, you're Aponchenkakra. Aponchenkakra. And then they give you a big screen TV. And the bed has, I was told this morning, uh, the, the bed sheet is uh, Egyptian. The thread cut, 1,000 thread cut. Huh? And I hear what? Egyptian, what is Egyptian what? Egyptian sheets or linen. Beautiful. And there's nice music. And they give you a private room. Upgrade. And a bed on the side for your husband. They give you all that private room. But there is no doctor. Will you go to that hospital? Never. <laughs> huh? You must well stay home. I hear me. But there is no doctor. Will you go to the hospital? Never. Nah. So even though they have all the fringe benefits, that's not why you go to the hospital. You understand? You went there for healing. Look, you went there, you, you did not, you 
know, you'd not even go there to see the nurse with all due apologies. Oh? Of course. When you go, when you, when you go to the hospital, they ask you, who is your doctor? They have never asked you who is your nurse. Nurses, with all due apology. And no matter how many times the nurse will come to the room, you get angry if the doctor doesn't come. You know, sometimes some nurses, after they've been nurses for a while, they feel that they are doctors, but you are not. <laughs> I'm telling them. I hope some of my nurses can hear this, my message. <laughs> I'm preaching. After they've, I mean, after they've been nurses for a long time, especially when they see their young doctors, they don't respect them. It's like, what do you know? But I'm sorry. No matter how long you've been a nurse, you're still an RN. He's an MD. There's a difference. Today, dear. <laughs> and no matter how long or how often the nurse come in, if you don't see the doctor, you are angry. That is why even all the um, all the um, the tools for evaluation of how good a hospital is is based on time to see the doctor, not time to see the nurse. The press guinness is based on time to see the doctor. And it's like, when you came to the emergency room, how long did it take you to see the doctor? Not how long it took you to see the nurse. Are you hearing me? So the nurses may be nice, and the nurses are necessary for the work. The, the, the cook is necessary. The cleaners are necessary. But that's not why you went to the hospital. They helped your stay. But that's not the reason why you went. Are you hearing me? In the same way, this is, the, this is why God sent his son. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So the real purpose or the real message of this church it's salvation. This is why God sent his son. This is why he died for us. Yes, the prosperity is a benefit. The marriage counseling is a benefit. The healing is a benefit. They are all side benefits. But the real reason why God sent his son is salvation. So this is the gospel. And every Christian must understand salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, a lot of pastors have deviated, unfortunately, and allow me to preach. They become like motivational speakers. Talk about prosperity, talk about God will bless you. Let me tell you something. Prosperity is good, God will bless you is good. I mean, they become like uh, motivational speakers. And they don't talk about salvation. But let me tell you, so their power is in salvation. This is the gospel. Hallelujah. This is why God said his son. Hallelujah. So, so if we want to, you see, Bishop tells a, a story about a guy who sent his son to the to UK, to the London to study some course, whatever accounting or whatever. Then, as he got there, the boy changed. Going to the college and then entered into Bible school and called his dad 
that, oh, I have quit college. I'm now going to Bible school. Yeah. And the father said, well, I send you to London to go and study accounting. And that's what I am paying for. So if you change to Bible school, find your own funds. Was the father wrong? I'm asking, was the father wrong? Was the father wrong? No. It's like, I will finance you. So long as you are doing what I sent you to do. Are you hearing me? I will finance you so long as you are doing what I sent you to do. And I'm sure most parents here will agree with me. Yes. And the Bible says that God sent his son. Let me show you this scripture quickly. Mark, Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Let's look at Mark chapter 6 verse 7. Mark 6, 7. Today I'm going to talk about the mystery of salvation. Mark says, please be quick. I beg you. And he, who is the he here? Please preach. Who is the he here? And he called his 12 disciples together and sent them out two by two. So he called the 12 of them and sent them two by two. So there were six things. With authority to cast out what? With authority to cast out what? With authority to cast out what? And he told them, next verse. And he told them to take nothing except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money, nothing. Give me the King James. Back again, King James. Seven. And he called unto them his twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power. Who gave them the power? I said, who gave them the power? Yes. Give them power. He sent them and he gave them power. What was the mission? Look at verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 12 maybe. 12. This is it. And they went out. Please watch this. And they went out and preached that men should marry. And preached that men should get cars. And preached that men should own houses. Men should what? Men should what? Men should what? Men should what? Verse 13. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. So what was the mission? To preach what? I would, I, let's get it clear. To preach what? To preach what? Repentance or salvation, the same thing. To preach salvation, to preach repentance. So long as they did that, the power was given. So long, because when he sent them, he gave them power. And that was the mission. Go and tell people to repent. Go and tell people to be saved. So long as you do that, you will see, I'll give you power to heal unclean spirits and devils. So if you go to preach prosperity, marriage, 401k, and don't wonder there's no healing in your church. Because that's not the mission. 
There's no power to heal. I didn't say you to go and talk about uh, five-star weddings. No. If that is what you're going to focus on, then I'm taking my power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, if we want to see the power in the church, if we want to see miracles, unclean spirits, see, that is why the church is, look, unfortunately, when I say the church, I don't mean our church, but unfortunately, I mean the church as a global body. Now, the church is so full of sinners and liars and deceivers, because you wonder, you wonder, are you in the world or you are in the church? According to Reverend Patrick, the church needs more repentance here. True story. I'm preaching. One day, I want to say one day, say one day, say one day, in Kodesh, uh, in, um, in our main center, Bishop was preaching and raising funds for a project. Then there was a brother who was sitting down by a sister. You understand? And when they asked for the fundraising, the sister did not have anything. So the brother found out, oh, let me give you some money to give. And the brother gave, took out of his wallet $50. $50. And gave it to the sister in Ghana. Where did he see this? To put in the fundraising. So as soon as they walked forward, and she walked forward, and they came to sit back, as they were sitting down, and Bishop was preaching. The sister now started rubbing the brother's thighs. <laughs> now, wow! In church! <laughs> because she has seen dollars. If somebody can open their wallet in church and give you $50, what can happen in the bedroom? Hey! <laughs> I mean, if in church, out of noise, you open his wallet and gives you 50, can you imagine what happens in the bedroom? How much he will give? So in church, as the message was going on, he was rubbing the brother's stick, and the brother was shocked because he's a true Christian brother. He did it out of love. The brother was like, excuse me? Yes. How <laughs> did I even get here? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that because the message has been diluted, it has produced different breeds. That is why you go to church and you are coming for altar call. You better carry your cell phone because by the time you come, your cell phone will be gone. Church, are you hearing me? So the, this is the message, salvation. True repentance. Go and tell them to repent. So long as you are on that message, I will give you power. Power. That's where the power is. Hallelujah. I said that's where the power is. That men should, men should repent. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. So salvation is the main message. Salvation is the principal thing. Don't, 
I don't care how big your church is. If you don't talk about salvation, you have deviated. Hallelujah. Yes. Salvation is the main thing. That's why he sent his son. Are you here with me, church? That's why he sent his son. To save. And, 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 and today I'm talking about the mystery of salvation. You see, salvation is a mystery. So if you came with your book, chapter 1, and keep on coming with your book. First Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. The, the pure message of salvation or the mystery. First of all, I want to talk about that salvation, salvation is a mystery. First Peter 1, 9 to 11. You know? Why is it a mystery? First Peter 1, 9, brother, quickly. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, okay, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Good. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them, this signified, when it testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Hallelujah. Go back to verse 10 again. Verse 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired. Salvation is a mystery. It was, salvation was one of the things that baffled the prophets of old. They prophesied about the coming of Christ. They knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to save them, but they couldn't understand it. They inquired. It baffled. It baffled the prophets. That what is this thing? What is really is this thing? What is this mystery? They inquired. What is this? And as for the, you know, and as for the angels, they were in shock. Yeah. So, something that the prophets were inquired into it. Angels were in shock. That what is this? You know? What is man that you are mindful of? So I'm talking about a program. You see, a program that affects you. You must know about it. Hallelujah. You must, so we must understand what salvation means. Because it, 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 it affects us. Hallelujah. And the prophets were wondering, what is this? And the angels were in shock. Do you know why? Because even from the angels' point of view, why the angels were in shock? Yeah. Do you want to know why? I said, do you want to know why? Yeah. Because you see, they could not understand that. Why come that we? In fact, let me show this. Look, go to Second Peter two two four. This is why the angels were confused. Second Peter two two four. Why the angels are always confused about salvation? For if God spared not the angels that sin, if God spared not the angels that sin, 
but cast them down to the hell and deliver them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. For if God spared not, this is what made the angels, angels inquire into salvation. It's like, look, we are not the only species God created. When the angels sinned, they were not given a second chance. When the angels sinned, it was one strike out. So how come that these people when the angels made the mistake, Lucifer and Co, they were not given a second chance. Spared not the angels. He did not spare them at all. So I am sure they were wondering that ah, when it was our turn, we were not given a second chance. And why am I saying so? Because we are not the only species God created. Just in case you think you are the only species. No. He created angels. He created human, the human race. He created uh, lions. I mean, some people even think that there are other species on other planets. I don't know. Some people think that there are some aliens somewhere. I don't know. And, and one thing we are sure, we are not the only, see, our galaxy is not the only galaxy. Do you know that? There are other galaxies. Do you know there are other galaxies? Okay? Milky Way stars, I mean, I mean, we are one of many galaxies. You understand? And like Bishop was saying, I mean, the planets, you look at the stars, and look at the planets. Venus, the morning, uh, Venus, the evening star. And when the sun sets, you see that it will stand out like that. It's an evening star. Maybe Jesus Christ is the evening star. Maybe he's the, I don't know. There are so many species. So, how come? The, how come? That we, when we made a mistake, we were not given a second chance. But these people, when they make a mistake, I mean by our father Adam, you gave them a second chance. And not only do you give them, you give them a path to return. A path so expensive that involved the dying of your son. So, I am sure so far as the angels are concerned, God was not being fair. Yeah. It's like when we made a mistake, no second chance. But these people, with their mistakes, with their lies, with their fornication, with their adultery, you still made a way for them to come back. It wasn't cheap. You actually died for them to come back. That's why they inquired, what is this about these people? Is somebody hearing me? I want you to understand your salvation. Hallelujah. Yeah. What is this? And listen to me. So by that act, I'm telling you my revelation. By that act, or from the Bible, by that act, it shows that God as a creator, Elohim, God the Father, the creator, the one who made all things, he was actually partial towards the human race. That's partiality. That is partiality. Yeah. That's partiality. Why do I say that's partiality? It is partiality 
born out of love. Partiality born out of love. And listen to me carefully. All of us, anybody that you love, you are partial towards the person. Is that, is that how the story is? Anybody, when they make the rules and they apply it to you, they don't like you. When they bring the book and they are going by the book, it means somebody doesn't like you. Anytime they like you, they overrule the book. So, what I'm trying to say is that statements like, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. No, it's children who cry, it's not fair. When you grow up in life, you see that life is not fair. <laughs> I'm preaching. That is not fair, it's not fair, it's not fair. It's children. It's children. When you grow up, you realize that it is, life is not fair. It's basically who likes you. At the end of the day, it is whether you are favored or you are not favored. Because life is always big. Look. I'm preaching. So, don't, see, God, well, every time I visit God, he was very passionate towards the human race. How come the angels didn't they, they were not given a second chance? But we were given a second and a third. This one, you have another chance. Because partiality is of love. All of us are like that. All of us are. Look, everybody's partial. When you are screaming and shouting at somebody, you don't like the person. Look, I was a pastor. I, I, when I was in Newark, I told that story. There was one of the girls that was more like a daughter to me. I like her, the way she said, you know, I like her, so I, I saw her as a daughter. Then she did something that was some way. Then one of my sisters came and said, Rebbe, you know, it's not right. Do you know my answer? Yeah, but you know, I knew I was being partial. I knew, I knew, I knew I was being partial. <laughs> I was rewriting the rules. <laughs> yeah. I knew that I was being partial. I, I forget. I was rewriting the rules. Yeah. Because somebody I liked has been caught by it. Then I knew that, hey, yours truly can be partial. Every book. <laughs> so life is not about fairness. Rather, it, see, so, so don't, don't, don't dwell on, it's not fair, it's not my right, it's my fair, it's not fair. Don't dwell on that. Dwell on favor. Do, pray that you'll be favored. Pray that you'll be liked. Because at the end of the day, what will take you up or down is favor or, or disfavor. Not fairness. Not the rules. I said not the rules. I said not the rules. So pray that, after all, when the angel visited Mary, he said, Mary, thou art highly favored. Not that, not, he didn't say thou art highly qualified, thou art highly beautiful, thou art highly smart, thou art highly favored. To mean that she was not the only person. Is somebody hearing me? May you receive favor. I said, may you receive favor. I said, may you receive favor. Look, Friday, come for the prayer meeting. We are going to pray about Favor to overlook your deficiencies. Because when you are favored, they can overlook your deficiencies. Yeah, and that's what I'm giving my prayer topic in advance. Favor to overlook your deficiencies. You can say that, I mean, there's a lot of deficiencies around you, but when you are favored, they will pass you over. And that's how it is. And don't question it. It's only children who shout, it's not fair. It's not fair. No, it's not fair, it's for children.
It's favor. It's favor. I say it's favor. I say it's favor. God favored the human race. Over the angels. That's why, that's why the angels complain. Who is man? That thou art mindful of. They were complaining. Like God, it's not fair. Who is man that thou art mindful of? Because we're not only species. So how come these guys are always giving us slack? That is why it says, for God so loved the world. So it was partiality born out of love. Because anybody you love, you make an exception. It's a fact. Don't, don't, don't argue with me. And like I was saying earlier on too, real promotion, real success, when it really matters, what, you see, when, when, when it really counts, okay, when it really counts, what makes the decision favor, not qualification? See, qualification eh, is for class one, class two. First grade, you pass. Second grade, you pass. Third grade, you, you know. But when it hits the higher levels, where there's job, even job at the lower, lower level is, is uh, qualification. But when the job hits at a higher level, who should become the head of the department? Who should become the CEO? That one is not degree. It is favor. That's, what, that, 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 that's, that, that's where it comes to. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Like I'm told this. But they don't confirm with me. In the military, from Lance Comprat to Sergeant is by exam. Sergeant to this is by exam. But when you hit the colonel, or the general, it's not by exam. It's by appointment. And anything, something, anytime something has to be done by appointment, favor becomes a big part of it. Anytime, anytime, anytime you say choose, favor becomes a big component of it. May you find favor before those who matter. I say may you find favor before those who matter. May your deficiencies be overruled. Yes. That's what God did for us. So, salvation demonstrates God's love to the human race. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mysterious. God. You created angels. You created human race. Maybe there are some aliens somewhere that you created. How come? When some of us made a mistake, one strike out at these people. So that's why, you see, and, and what, what is even stronger is, is that for God, for God commended, he demonstrated his love towards us. That whilst we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's, that, you see, that takes the love even to another level. Because, you see, it is easy to love somebody who is doing the right thing. It's always easy. It's always natural to love somebody who is doing the right thing. You understand? That's natural. If you have a child who is always obedient, you always like that child. If you have a child, sit here, that you like that child. So, so it's 
difficult to love the child who is always rebelling against you. Do you get it? So, loving people who are doing the right thing is natural. So, when you can love somebody who is doing the wrong thing, that is love at the highest level. For God, show me that scripture. But God commended his love towards us. In that, not while we have changed. In that, in, in that whilst we are yet sinners, whilst we are still sinning, we are still lying, we are still fornicating, we are still cheating, God still loves you. That's, that's love at a higher level. Amen. So salvation reveals, and, and all of us will agree that we are still, have, we are still some way. Is it, is it somebody who is not some way here? How many think that they are still some way? I want to see you. How many think they are still some way? Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Some of you have to lift two hands and two legs. Because even, break, even back before you, get, before you came to church, you are arguing and quarreling with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. And like I was saying earlier, this is what, this is the message I preach to save some guy's marriage. This, this verse is to save a certain couple's marriage. Because the man came to my office. This was one office. Angry about the wife. But look, this marriage has ended. From today, I've had enough. So I asked him why. Then he gave me the points. Well, number one, number two. And all the points were legitimate to annoy any man. Valid, documented, gazetted. And you can say that based on this point, a man should be angry. So after he gave all the points, which are legitimate, for this thing to end. I asked him that, okay, so what will be your condition to take her back? He said, Reverend, I'm not a difficult man. I'm not. I'm not a difficult man at all. Reverend, I'm not a difficult man. I'm easy. If only she will change, I'll take her back. That's all that he said. That even though I have all these points, I'm not a difficult man. If only she will change. I will take her back. And how many husbands here will make that same condition? And their hands were down, but they are thinking in their head. <laughs> if only she would change. I said, okay. I said, okay. I agree with you. If only she would change. But, just for argument's sake, if she does not change, then what? He said, well, then I'm sorry it's over. I said, okay. Then I asked him, are you born again? He said, yes. Are you a Christian? He said, yes. Did Jesus Christ die for you? He said, yes. Then I showed him this verse. That God commanded his love towards us. In that whilst we were yet sinners. If God was to wait for you to change, would you have been saved? She, suddenly she sat back. Then suddenly the guy said, I said, if God was to wait for you to change before he loves you, would you have been saved? Immediately there was no argument. He sat up. And being a good, he said, Reverend, you have shown me the best. I will love her anyhow. And from that point, their marriage turned around. 
Because you know what happened? You see, as she began to love her anyhow, love is always reciprocal. The love made her change. Because if you want somebody some way and you still love them, they change. Yeah? Because it takes higher love. Higher love. Look, to love the unlovable. People who do you good, it's easy to love. That's what I told the person. I said, she just sat back and said, Rev, I'll just go with the scripture. And that was the turning point. Suddenly she changed. She loved her some way. She was some way, but because she loved her anyhow, she turned around. That's greater love. Amen. I said that's greater love. Yeah. So God, salvation demonstrates God's partiality. Look, it's one of the mysteries. Hallelujah. And angels are always confused. Yeah. So I want you to understand that when, if you are saved, God demonstrated a very high level of love towards you. Amen. A love that accepted you in spite of your mistakes. So I don't see why you cannot accept people in spite of their mistakes. I don't see why you operate by the principle, three strikes and you are out. Three strikes and you are out. You have your own theory. Reverend, this is the third time. You know, three strikes, you are out. If you were to apply three strikes and you are out to you, where will you be? Some of you brothers, if, you, if I was to apply three strikes, you fornicated, I spoke to you, you changed. You are fornicated again, I spoke to you, you changed. You are fornicated again, I have seen it in the vision. You are still fornicating. Three strikes. <laughs> I'm preaching. Because I know certain things. And I still allow you to be around. And I don't know even after today, you still change. You still go and fornicate again. But one day an angel will catch you by your waist. <laughs> yeah. It pays strikes. So it's always been a mystery. That is why Isaiah, you see, the mystery of salvation, Isaiah spoke about it in Isaiah chapter 53. Let's look at it. Isaiah 53. Who have believed our report? That was the question. Who? Has believed our report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord? Who has believed our report? This prophecy, who has believed it? Who has believed it? Who has believed our report? Because, because, because it doesn't make sense. So I was questioning, who will even believe this salvation thing? Who has believed our report? Because it's not logical that such love should be demonstrated. Verse 2. Talking about Jesus Christ. This was before he was born. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as, as a root out of the dry ground. He had no form of, he had no form of comeliness. <laughs> it's amazing. He had no form of comeliness. No form of comeliness. Comeliness. It is we who, you know, we draw Jesus Christ. You see a Jesus Christ, of, a picture of Jesus Christ is this tall, six-foot guy, long hair, nice eye, handsome looking. As I said, he had no form of looking. He wasn't as nice as you think. 
That's what Isaiah said. Okay. You have no, uh, for, uh, no, no, you have no, where are we? You have no, uh, no form of comeliness. Uh, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So he wasn't this kind of, Jesus Christ was not this kind of sespa guy, hunk, coming out. He said, man, he's cute. He wasn't like that. Isaiah said, to desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Despised. And we hid as it were our faces from him. Once again, he was despised. 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 Let me tell you something. It is the nature of people to despise you. It is the nature. So if you are being despised, don't worry. They did it to Jesus Christ. He was acquainted with grief. He was despised. Don't worry why people don't like you. Don't worry why they don't regard you. They did it to Christ. I'm preaching. Don't go up in arms. Nobody likes me. I'm leaving this church. Where are you going? Where are you going anyway? I'm asking, where are you going? Where will you go that you're going to find 100% correct people? If, if they were 100%, as soon as you go, you dilute them because you are the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. Spice. Despisement is part of life. Look, it is the nature of people to despise you. That is why when you succeed or you get something good, people don't hear about it. But when something bad happens to you, everybody hears about it. Yeah. Very few people are like John the Baptist. It was only John who said he must increase, that I must decrease. Most of us, either we are at par or we must be below me. If you come above me, there must be a reason why you're above me. <laughs> he was despised. Rejected of men. We hid our faces from him. And we, we didn't regard him. Last verse. Surely, he had borne our grief and our sorrows. Surely, he has borne our grief and our sorrows. And yet, we did stricken him. Spirit of God. Surely, surely, Sure, I'm talking about salvation. That's why Matthew said, he shall sozo or save his people. What? He said he has borne our grief and our sorrow. So I don't see why you keep on grieving. It has been paid for. Your sorrow has been paid for. Why do you keep on grieving? Why do you keep on feeling sad? It has been paid for. When that feeling comes, pass it on to Jesus. Pass it on. Listen. Why pay for something that has been paid? You're wasting your money. Spirit of God, afflicted. Hallelujah. But he was wounded. You see, let me explain this verse. Spirit of God, is it? Yeah, he was stricken. So, as he was going through the problems, 
and the difficulty for which we despised him. As he was going through, for which we despised him. In other words, in other words, the people who were around him were saying that he deserves it. He deserves it. There is a curse in his family. There's a problem in his background. That's why these things are happening to him. So as he was going through the troubles for which we think it was his fault, not knowing that he was going through the trouble not because of his fault, but because of us. So as he was going through the punishment, it was not because of his mistakes. Because you see, the way we are, anytime someone is going through a trouble, we say you must have done something wrong. But the Bible said, no, in his case, it wasn't so. It was for us. Hallelujah. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. See, the chastisement of your peace was upon him. It means that by him saving you, he has taken away your trouble and your problems. And you are supposed to have peace. I release the peace of God unto you. Why do you go to spend worried? Look, the last time I went to a certain hotel, I was about to pay. Then somebody told me that he has paid for it. When I got out of the hotel, I saw the bill. They put, you know how they put the bill under your bed? Under your door. But when I saw the bill, I didn't even pay because I know it has been paid for. Why pay for it when somebody has paid for it? I didn't, I didn't even bother to open the bill. I couldn't care less. Whether it was true, I couldn't care because it has been paid for. I didn't even bother to look at it. I saw the thing under my door. I jumped over it. <laughs> and then, and why should I look? I ain't paying for it. It has been paid. Because when I got to the front desk, so it's been paid for. So when I was checking out and they came to put the thing under my bed, but if, if, if it was my bill, I would have looked at it. I would have gone through the days Make sure that the taxes are correct. If anything is wrong. Did I drink their water? But this one, I couldn't care less. I jumped over it. Why do you go to bed worried? Why are you stressed about your future? Why are you stressed about your marriage? Why are you stressed about your health? When it has been paid for, just jump over it. Just jump over it. Michelle, I woke up. I just picked my bag. I saw the thing under the door. I didn't even bother to look. Paid for. Hallelujah. But when I want to hit, I pay for my own bill. Now when I look at it, I check to make sure that the, even the convention rate is correct. Now what rate did you change the dollar to? So his stripes. Hallelujah. Church, if you are saved, you must learn to cast your burden upon him. I'm explaining to you salvation. There is no point you worried about sickness and disease. By his stripes, we were healed. That is why today we are going to take communion. Every time we take communion, we are reinforcing our healing. Did I hear you right? Did the church say amen? Every time you take communion, you are reinforcing your healing. You are letting the devil that this one, I won't pay for it today. I won't pay for it tomorrow. It has been paid for. No matter which form you come. Look, the people put the bill under my door. I did not look at it. I couldn't care. 
I don't know. Whether it's $2,000, $1,000, $550, I couldn't care less. I just don't worry it. I'm sure the housekeeper lady come and say, who is this guy? Was? <laughs> I don't care. Are you hearing me? It's been paid for. I say it's been paid for. I say it's been paid for. It's been paid for. This is salvation. I say this is salvation. This is what the prophets prophesied about. This is what the angel, it baffles the angels that God, why are you so partial towards these people? You save them, you heal them, you deliver them. When they make mistakes, you correct them. Why are you so partial? And if God has done it for us, why do you carry it? Do you know what it didn't, why I stood up when we were singing the song? The choir was singing the song. You know how I stood up? That song. Blessed us. You see, when I woke up this morning, the song was ringing in my spirit. Yes. Then when I came to church, I forgot about it. So as I was sitting at the back, I was like, what song? What song? I'm trying to remember the song. And I had a thought block. I couldn't remember the song. In the morning, when I woke up, it was my spirit. Like, the, thought, the, the song vanished. Because I wanted to sing it. So when I came and the choir sang it, I said, wow, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Yeah. I'm telling you too, sorry. They told, because I, in the morning, I was singing it, then I lost it. So when, when the girls sang it, that's why I stood up. It's like, this is it. Blessed assurance. I want to tell you, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. It's no, nobody's, it's yours. It's personal. Make Jesus personal to you. Best make Jesus personal. And when you Bible says by his stripes you are healed. I don't care about any doctor's report. I don't care. By his stripes, I am healed. I will take communion every day. If I have to take communion every day, I take it to let the devil know that I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I will not let Satan disturb my peace. Anything. That's my peace. It's in my children, my job, my career, my future. Anything that is stressing me out, I will take communion to remind the devil that I have my peace. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. I, I was amazed when they sang the song. Because I stood up. Because I was singing in the morning. Then I lost it. So when I was singing at the back, I said, this song, this, I, I can't remember the song. So when I sang, I said, wow. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. Look. He's our savior. He's our savior. That's salvation. Let people understand that salvation is God saved you. Jesus is, Jesus is not somebody's. It's yours. Jesus is not somebody's. It's mine. Jesus does not belong to anybody. He belongs to me. He's mine. I am my savior. I'm happy and blessed. Watching and waiting. Looking from above. Stand up to your feet. Blessed assurance. Thank you. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Taste of glory divine. Air of salvation, precious of God. Oh.
is my soul. From their sins, oh God. Praise my Savior. your savior, he's your healer, he's your deliverer, he's your peace, oh God, he's your peace, your provider, my God, oh, he saved his people from your strength, oh God, oh, sing for me, oh,
I am just watching and waiting, looking above, because I am filled with his goodness. So I am not agitated. I'm not fret. I'm not worried about any report. I'm not worried about any condition. I'm not worried about any news. I'm not worried about any child. I am just chilling, watching and waiting. Look at Bob. Jesus is mine. With every eye closed and every head bowed. I talked about salvation. He came to save his people from our sins. God was passionate towards us. And I tell you, the Bible says, whilst we're yesterday, he demonstrated his love. So this afternoon, you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I commend to you, I commend to you, I recommend to you the love of God. I recommend to you the love of God. That first love, the love that loves you in spite of this afternoon, salvation, I talk about salvation, and I'm talking about salvation. So if you are not saved, if you don't know this love, if you have not experienced this love, this is your time. This is your opportunity. With every eye closed for a few minutes, you want to be saved. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Please lift up and I'll pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. It's very important. He came to save his people. He came to save us. He came to save us. You need to accept him. Your own peace. For your own peace, you need to accept him. So just for a few minutes, for a minute or two, there's room. There's room. There's room. There is room. Father, thank you for salvation. Let none here reject this great love. And we are grateful for saving us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come together for the Lord. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork.com at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.